0: Hello and welcome back to Rise Into Radiance. I'm your host, Mandy Rue, and I am excited to share with you today about a topic near and dear to my heart. It is embodied leadership. So if you've been in my world for a while or if you're just getting to know me, you know that I am an embodied leadership mentor and you may have heard this term before or maybe your first time hearing about it and so i wanted to dedicate an episode to really dive into what this means and how i came to the fact that i wanted to teach on it so i am a 500 hour registered trauma-informed yoga and mindfulness educator I am currently pursuing my master's degree in clinical mental health counseling, and I'm very passionate about somatic healing and embodiment, healing through the body. I also love to teach on leadership and soulful entrepreneurship so tying all of this together is embodied leadership so being able to really show up to the work that you're doing in the world to your business to your healing work to your creations from a place of full soul alignment and Being able to pour your heart's work out into the world in a way that also fills you up at the same time. And you don't fully have to be a business owner to do this, but I find that many entrepreneurs are in the the process of sharing their work from the heart, of really pouring their spirit into the creations and offerings that they have. And so as a leader, A leader is somebody who really dares to be different, somebody who is rebellious, creative, innovative, is naturally inspiring, is always striving to better themselves and to support others along the way. And when I first heard the term leadership, I was younger you know, working in the service industry, in restaurants, and if you would have said to me anything about leadership back in the day, I would have been like, leadership, schmiedership. I do not resonate with this because in my mind, you know, somebody who is a leader is somebody who bosses me around, somebody who talks down to me, micromanages me, and I, as the rebel that I am, did not enjoy that energy in my life (laughs) and so as I got older I actually realized that the things that made me different and unique were actually really really valuable and helpful and important because I was meant to carve my own path and so if you're listening to this you might be really resonating with that you know and so that's why I love to speak to visionaries, creatives, healers entrepreneurs and leaders because those of us who identify with that change makers we can see a beautiful vision for the world that is beyond our current circumstances we are creative always thinking of ways to tie different ideas together to create something that's going to inspire or support other people and usually have poured a lot of time into our own personal healing journeys. I think that being rebellious, being different, being unique in that way, to where you dance to the beat of your own drum, really requires you to go inward and to find a level of comfortability within yourself so that you can show up as your full authentic self, which also takes a lot of time and practice as well. And so with all of that being said, Our society, our school systems, even in college, don't really teach us how to carve our own path. I believe that education is a beautiful tool to help deepen and master your craft. And if you're looking to really creatively express your work in the world, I think that entrepreneurship is a great way to start. And also just being creative, maybe creating a social media account where you share your insights and takeaways. Maybe it's leading classes and workshops or retreats or starting a podcast or making a YouTube channel or doing things along those lines where you can like really tie everything together. Because I find that a lot of us who are visionaries really are always having different ideas and sometimes it can feel like we have to sacrifice parts of ourselves in order to be successful or to fit in with society and it's not true we really have the world at our fingertips like literally on our phones and computers virtually and even locally in your community you know showing up While sharing your full authentic self and sharing like the message that has moved you throughout your life, your story can really be transformational for yourself and healing for yourself and also amplify that impact into the lives of people around you. And so embodied leadership is showing up, sharing your work with the world through teaching, through Leading, through holding safe space for others healing, through sharing your creations and projects with the world. And it's sharing it from a place that is fully embodied. So our culture doesn't always teach us to slow down and listen to our bodies, especially in regards to our work and productivity. And when you're doing a kind of work that's from the heart, from the soul, from the spirit. It actually doesn't really work out that well when we try to use similar systems that kept us stuck in the hustle culture energy, like overworking and burnout and overwhelm and trying to just produce, produce, produce. It doesn't really work that way. And so you'll hear time and time again that, you know, People have created businesses that they've had to put down because they realized that they overworked and burnt themselves out. I've been through that process as well where, you know, I had to take pause from my business and be like, you know, how can I show up more embodied because this doesn't feel aligned. And so the core premise of embodied leadership is the foundations that you set for yourself. So your mental health and mindset, your embodiment and somatic healing, your spiritual connection, spiritual practices. And then from there, creating the aligned action strategy and goal setting that's going to help you bring your visions for your business, for your creations, for your life, bringing them into reality. But the only way to do that from a soul aligned place is to focus on the emotional healing and somatic healing spiritual healing first and then move from that place and so it's really a practice of learning how to listen to your own body your own spirit and move from that intuitive wisdom and so when you're in tune with that energy that's when your business and your projects and the things you're sharing with the world feel so much more aligned. Your energy becomes magnetic, you're in flow, things are feeling good, and when things come up that are difficult, when challenges arise, when you're feeling like, you know, stuck, you have all the tools in your toolbox to reassess, to take care of yourself and to honor yourself during the expansions and contractions that come along with sharing yourself on this level, sharing your work on this level. Because a lot of the, a lot of times what holds people back is the self-doubt and the inner critics of, you know, I don't know enough or, you know, I feel like I'm going to be judged or the anxiety that might come with entering the unknown. You know, like putting your work out there and hosting your first workshops and classes and things like that can bring up a lot because not only are you putting yourself out there by sharing the work that's been really, really near and dear to your heart, you're also, you know, inviting people to come and join. And so all of our stuff comes up. The fear of judgment, the fear of rejection, the fear of it not working out. And so how can we, you know, move past that so that you can really show up in the work that you are meant to be doing, in your dharma, in your purpose, in in your sacred mission. And so this is never like a black and white thing. You know, there's nuance in everything. And this is something that you're going to hear me talk about a lot because I think that the personal development and soulful business and coaching industry sometimes doesn't really focus on the amount of you know, the amount of time that it can take for us to really build a safe structure for our mental health and for the care of our spirit. And so this isn't about producing, producing, producing. This is about finding a way where you can create a life that you really, really love while taking deep care of your spirit, deep care of your mind deep care of your body and that's where you're going to experience lasting success and fulfillment because you know it's not always about the amount of money that you make or the amount of people that you have following you and all of this other stuff that we get so focused on it's not that the real like thing that really brings success and that really brings joy and happiness what i've found is the quality of the connections that you make the quality of the relationships that you make in your business the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself and how are you serving others like actually deeply serving others you know if you're going into the work of wanting to be a healer of wanting to be a practitioner it is a career that is in some ways selfless and requires you to really embody humility and seva, service. And how can you create spaces that allow people to actually go deep? How can you create spaces that allow people to feel safe and vulnerable? How can you create spaces that aren't going to continue to cause more harm and disconnection. And so that's why it's really important as leaders to slow down and to practice what you preach, embody your own medicine, your personal practices, your connection with spirituality comes first. It cannot come second to all of the posting and the emailing and the copy and the strategy, those are all important skills to learn and to strengthen through your entrepreneurial journey and through your journey as a leader. You know, you don't have to be in business full time to still be a leader and still be an entrepreneur in, in some sense, right? But if you feel called to share the work that has helped you with others, you can't lose sight of the foundations that have gotten you here. And that will continue to pull you further into alignment with your with your dharma with your mission and so sometimes especially in the west spirituality can be taken and used in a way that just continues to perpetuate like our capitalistic culture and so that's where embodied leadership really helps you to train your mind and train your brain to get out of that that cycle. And so it's really living in integrity with what you're teaching and really living aligned with the values that you have for your life and getting crystal clear on them and never losing sight of that. It's also allowing yourself to take things as slow as you need to, to really nurture your creations, to really take care of yourself, take care of others. And it's holding yourself accountable to lean into the stretchy growth edges that feel uncomfortable at first. So a lot of us who are thinking of stepping into our business or stepping into sharing classes and stuff, go through a phase in our lives where we feel the pull, we feel feel the call from our soul, from our spirit. Maybe we were a natural born helper and friends always come to us for advice and support. Or maybe as a kid, we were already embodying that energy of wanting to be of service, of caring for others around us. And so we feel that, that call. And it's up to us to really trust ourselves enough to listen to that call and to take these action steps to bring it into reality. And how do we maintain that once we once we get there? You know, I see a lot of times where we struggle with imposter syndrome. The I'm not good enough or I don't know enough or I'm not ready or who am I? Who am I to think that I can hold space for others? And so that's where your personal practices and your awareness of your mindset is going to be absolutely crucial to keep going because it's about deepening your capacity to hold space for all of it. So sometimes like those feelings don't fully go away, but your capacity to hold the uncomfortability, the anxiety, the nervousness, the questioning yourself gets deeper and stronger and you're able to redirect yourself back to the, your truth and back to your dharma and back to what your calling is faster so that it doesn't take you out and you can continue to be consistent. And also knowing when it's time to slow down and to really give yourself that nurturance and self-care. And I really recommend, you know, if you are someone who is is feeling the, the pull to make a change in your life in this way, to get support. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do it alone. And it's honestly a lot harder when we do it alone because sometimes you can get stuck in your head and those limiting beliefs take you out or like you're thinking about giving up and, you just let the analysis paralysis take over. And so when you're in community, whether it be from a trusted mentor, a therapist, a friend, or a community of fellow leaders and solopreneurs who are doing the same kind of thing, that really helps you to move past those beliefs and, and struggles that we may be experiencing throughout our, our journey. and on that thread of deepening the capacity within, that's really where your nervous system regulation and healing comes into play. So that's why embodiment is so important because yes, your mind, yes, like mental health and everything like that, but also, nervous system regulation and healing the trauma that is stuck in your body through you know different life experiences the ways that you were brought up and the experiences that you've had even in your journey of sharing yourself of sharing your truth you know allowing yourself to come out of those states where that story is still taking control like the story of as we said, you know the I'm not good enoughs, the limiting beliefs that you have, that story is taking control, yes, in your mind, but also in your body because your body is associating, putting yourself out there with bad feelings, with fear, with scary, with fight or flight. And so you put yourself out there, you put something out there, and then all of a sudden you lock up. That's your body's, it's your nervous system sending you that signal is like, hey, this feels really scary. And so, what are you going to do when that comes up? How do you know how to regulate yourself and get yourself back to parasympathetic, calm energy? And that's where, you know, embodiment practices and breath work, yoga, mindfulness, and all of that is so crucial. It's the same thing with overworking and burning out and overwhelm that's another sign of nervous system dysregulation. That's another sign of you know, our internalized version of this capitalistic culture that we live in. And so with all of this being said, that brings it back to why it's so important to focus on filling up your own cup first. And it's not selfish because the more that you are well resourced as a healer, The more that you are showing up from a place of wholeness, from a place that feels good in your body, you are going to be providing a better service to your clients, like point blank period, you know, and it's so normalized in our society to do the opposite. And so you might even feel some resistance. You might even hear some resistance from other people when you are setting boundaries and saying no and being able to you know really take the time and space for yourself and that's okay you know and so being able to stand firm and your empowered stance of like I get to do this work of being of service and I get to fill myself up along the way and that doesn't make you any less humble that doesn't make you any less in integrity. In fact, I feel that it actually is more in integrity and alignment to take care of yourself as a practitioner. And so there needs to be a movement in this direction on so many levels, on so many levels. And with that being said, when you're moving from this place, all of the strategy, all of the planning, all of the goal setting is going to work so much better. And so that's also a part of what leadership is, is being able to not only see a vision in your mind. But bring it into reality. And so, how do we do that? We set goals, we map them out, we figure out strategies that can help us to get our message out into the world in a way that's understood and heard and that people see it. And so, those are all additional learned skills that you will utilize throughout your journey. But those aren't the most important things. You know, I think that sometimes, like, we focus so much on those external things, especially because to online, it'll be like, here's my my six-figure blueprint strategy or here's my six-figure blueprint email copy template. And, you know, I'm not saying that some of those can't give you like reliable impor- or like good information. I don't know about reliable, but <laughs> good information and... There, I'm sorry to break it to you, but there is no blueprint strategy. And the more that you put all of your eggs in one basket and you're like, this is going to be the thing that's going to get me to where I want to be. It's going to get me to success once I do this webinar or once I do this challenge or once I do this summit or once I do that, blah, blah, blah. it's just finally going to be it. Even going to school. You know, I I'm just started grad school to be a clinical mental health counselor and I realized... That it was in my brain that I thought that after I finished grad school, all my problems are going to be solved. And that's not true. That's not true. Nothing externally can solve your problems. The only thing that's going to solve them is being able to move from an embodied, aligned place in your spirit. Because your intuition... And source, spirit, is going to give you the guidance that you need and the clarity that you need to know when and what strategy is going to work for you in that moment. Literally, every single one of us is so unique that it's impossible for there to be a blueprint to success. But I will tell you that one thing that is determinant of your success is your consistency, is you being consistent, which is why it's important to set goals, to map out a plan, to have a strategy that you're gonna use, and being innovative, and practicing non-attachment, and practicing surrender in the process. Because just like your personal journey, just like your personal healing journey, entrepreneurship is a mirror of that. Your leadership is a mirror of that. The energy that you are giving out into the world will be reflected back to you, and even more so when you're the one creating your own thing. Because when you're working a regular job or working, you know, doing that kind of stuff, I think it's beautiful. I love the stability and security of that, honestly, vibing with it. And if you have a part-time job as an entrepreneur, hell yeah, because financial security is amazing and important and don't let anyone tell you differently. But the only thing with that is, you know, you're not really seeing as much of the impact because as an entrepreneur you're your own boss, you're the CEO, you are responsible for all of the ins and outs. And so you really see the impact that your energy can create on like a whole new level. It's like an initiation, honestly. And so it brings me back to my initial point of like entrepreneurship is probably like 70% of the foundational pillars of embodied leadership, which are somatic healing, embodiment. It is your mindset and mental health, and it is your energetics and connection to spirit. Those are the three pillars of embodied leadership that I personally have come up with and crafted based on my own personal experiences and from my education, as well as then 25% or wait, 70, 30% of you know, being able to really like commit to your vision and bring it into reality, whether it be for a full-time entrepreneurial business or, you know, just sharing your work with the world and, and leading events and workshops, retreats, things like that, all of that kind of stuff is only 30% of like what really moves the needle in your business. And, you know, that kind of stuff at a certain point is going to become either automated or it's going to be a muscle that you're used to kind of flexing like in the beginning it can feel like a lot like when you're learning about all the different things because there is like definitely a decent handful of things that you need to learn in your business like marketing copy sales uh, branding, your vision, your your mission, as well as deepening your own craft, which deepening your own craft and mastering your own craft is literally like what I was talking about before, which are like your your personal practice, how you're embodying the message that you're sharing. All of the other facets of entrepreneurship can be learned through time and practice and seeing what works for you, what works for your community, and eventually you can hire a team to help you with that stuff and so it's not about learning all of that stuff at once it's taking it one step at a time and honestly to be able to fully retain information and to like put it into practice and be consistent with it take a wild guess as to what's going to be the fuel for that you already know what i'm gonna say it is your foundations <laughs> Which is take a wild guess. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking, but you know, entre- you know, mindset, mental health, embodiment, and spiritual practice and connection. So that's the thing that's gonna be the fuel that's gonna keep you going. Because when something happens, when a problem arises, when a challenge arises, guess who's gonna be the one that's gonna be the CEO to figure it out? It's going to be you. And how are you going to figure it out? Are going to get super anxious? you Are going to get super attached to the outcome? Or are you going to get super caught up in why, like, this person unfollowed you? Or why somebody didn't book a call yet? Or whatever? Or are you going to, you know, kind of realize and see the bigger picture of, like, You can't take all that stuff so personally. And you have to be able to kind of emotionally regulate yourself and take the emotions out of each step along the way. And to be able to really step into your power, step into your leadership, step into your problem solving, step into, you know, setting boundaries and really practicing like. Not getting so attached to what people think about you, what people say about you, especially when you start taking up space. That's like a whole nother topic, but, you know, taking up space and showing up powerfully can bring up a lot. So that's why it's really important to, you know, focus on what is going to create a lasting consistent impact in your business if you want to be doing entrepreneurship full-time that's that's really really the the name of the game and yeah and two like all of this is applicable to anyone who you know is doing any form of creative work whether you're a musician an artist a poet maybe you're you know somebody who likes to craft events like music festivals and things like that Maybe it is, you know, you're a teacher, you are teaching yoga classes, you're teaching meditation, all of this, all of this is applicable, especially to, for therapists and people in the helping profession. You know, it is so important to take care of yourself. And honestly, you're your biggest testimony. You are your biggest testimony. You are, you're like, literally like a walking embodiment of like the work that you're doing, especially when we're in the helping profession, like you're a walking embodiment of that. So how are you showing up in the world? And how are you showing up for yourself? How are you showing up for your loved ones? And I say all of this, with so much love, you know, like, don't be hard on yourself for it. Just noticing ways that maybe you can invite in more ease more joy more pleasure more fun into your life and so you know I think there's a fine line between allowing yourself to be human and also knowing when you can stretch out of your comfort zone too you know and so not letting yourself take this information and any of the personal development stuff that we hear either on this podcast or online or wherever like oh Okay, I need to change like everything now because I'm not living up to X Y Z, and da 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 da. That again is the inner critics trying to come out to play, and we are gonna tell them not today. <laughs> the rhymes, but okay. So, if you enjoyed this episode, I am hosting an amazing event starting Monday, September 4th. That's called the Embodied Leadership Accelerator. It's a four-day immersion where we're going to dive deep into all of this even more. We're going to... Get crystal clear on your sacred mission, your why, and your dharma so that you can be unwavering in each step that you take to really start expanding into your leadership. And once you have a clear foundation for your why, then we're going to map out a tangible action step guide so that you can take the steps necessary to really bring your vision to life from a place that feels so good and nourishing in your mind, body, and spirit. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, heart-centered leader, a current entrepreneur looking to really spend some time deepening your foundations and coming back to the fact that this is the work that you love to do, finding that place in your spirit where you feel lit up and inspired, fired, putting your passions first and leading from that place, this is really going to help you with all of that. And then on Thursday, the last day of the immersion, we're going to be doing a closing ceremony where you're going to have the opportunity to get live hot seat coaching from me to ask me any specific questions that you have in regards to your personal healing journey, your entrepreneurial and leadership journey so that I can personally support you. And whatever is coming up, whatever is keeping you stuck so that you can start doing the work that you're meant to do without overthinking, wavering, or feeling like imposter syndrome is taking you out of the game. So if this resonates with you, the link to sign up is going to be in the show notes and you can go to igniteyourinnervisionarycom slash foundation to join in and get started. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.